Welcome to episode 10 of The Woods Podcast. On this week's episode, Covita the Corona Queen makes a return visit to the Balcones Woods, Travis Schrader climbs a mountain, and we discuss the many happenings in the world in sports. What's up, B-Dub? Welcome back to the Woods Pod. Back in the lab. Ross, how's it going tonight? It is going great tonight. I am here, and it is a hot one. Per use, the temps are a little bit out of control right now. Really snuck up on us. Yeah. It's kind of like this day today was like summer weather hitting us hard. It's been a pretty mild summer. We've been lucky. We've had tons of rain. Yeah. But the heat is here, and it is pounding. You know, I had to be a dad this evening, pretty significantly. Tell me about it. Drive home from work, get a little bit of a frantic phone call, which is totally normal, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't think anything of that, except for the, I've got all four kids meet me at the hospital. Mabel's arm is pointing a weird direction. Oh my gosh. So, yeah, we got double fractures in the right, in the left arm, thankfully. She can still color yeah. for the next two months That's or whatever. Huge. That's huge. That's, it's really huge. It's a huge blessing, actually. So what happened? She took a spill? You know, you know how kids get going on these engineered hardwoods, man. Yeah. They take corners real, real quick. There's rugs sometimes that don't have the rug pad all the way underneath them. Mm-hmm. Nobody saw it. Everybody heard it, though. Tell you what, Mabel can be heard when she's hurt. And, yeah, man, sure enough, broke her arm, double fracture. You guys give Mabel some love if you see her in the neighborhood. That's heartbreaking. Mabel is literally the cutest kid I know, I think. (laughs) And I saw her in that cast. But you know what? She had a smile on her face, so... (laughs) I don't know. I'm not surprised by that, I guess. Yeah, she has a monster splint on her arm right now. And she was very upset at me because I told her she was very likely going to get a cast. And she was pretty excited about getting a pink one. (laughs) And I told her that was 100% going to happen. (laughs) And... Of course, she didn't realize that she wasn't getting the pink cast then. So when they wrapped her in the, you know, when they mummified her arm with ace bandage in and the splint. Bri- in the bright white. <laughs> yeah. She was looking at me like, Dad, WTF. Get some this? spray paint, Dad. <laughs> Get the spray paint ASAP. But, you know, Mabel's in good spirits, man. She went right to sleep. That's amazing. Yes. Mabel with the double fractures. Send her some love. When you see her bright pink cast rolling around the hood, I'm sure she'd love for your signature on that thing. Rex was very concerned about Mabel when I showed him the picture. (laughs) 
he was asking me all kinds of questions to the point where I was like, dude, I don't have any information. <laughs> I just got this picture. <laughs> well, I'll send you the x-ray photos and you can break those down for him. Yes, please yep. do. And then he'll know exactly what's going on in there. He said he's going to write write a card to Mabel. Yep. The bones are bending a little bit, but they said they don't need to be reset. It's just going to grow back and straighten out on its own. So we're thankful for that. Yeah. I've been noticing out here in the hood on the text chains that lots of folks are beaching these days. It's beach season. It's a BW party down in Port A, I tell you what. Life's a beach, you know? Life's a beach. Uh, Murphy's just got back from Florida. Lane Reed sounded the horn all the way from Port A today. I wanted to get in the car and go. Didn't you? Didn't you just want to rent a, a... a jeep with no top and just drive it down there with a bunch of Bud Light hand cannons. <laughs> yeah. And just drive that beach straight up next to Lane Reed. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Ryan Schooler's down there just running with his shirt off. <laughs> you would never see him because he does it at like 4.45 in the morning. He would be a perfect uh, cast member for um, Baywatch. Oh, can you imagine? Hundred I mean, he, percent. He'd be a very like, yeah, right there with uh, Hasselhoff running <laughs> right next to Hasselhoff. You know, I've never thought about that, but you just you really pinned him just then. Yeah, I think that'd be probably a great retirement job for him. Absolutely, just that veteran lifeguard. You know, there's a bunch of college kids, and then there's and then there's Hasselhoff, <laughs> and he's kind of like the anchor. And he's kind of, he's like faster and stronger than all of them with the the dad string. You're right about that. I'm sure he'll hear this and he'll just place that little nugget in the back of his brain. Oh, yeah. And one day he'll send us a photo on a lifeguard stand in San Diego. (laughs) (laughs) San Diego. And he'll be like, retirement is elite, boys. Yeah. Well, you're welcome, Schiller. He's down there. Uh, you know, Jimmy Williams just got back from Cancun. Sent some photos out. Yep. People are... We got look- a couple bros up in the mountains. Who who else in the mountains? Well, I got uh, Tim's in the mountains. Up in oh, that's Montana. right. We got the Phillips family just fly fishing their way around Montana right now. He sent me a picture of Gav with a fish on that's that was pretty awesome yeah i was very excited to see that's that. your fly rod too so yeah. that's like kind of your fish too <laughs> yeah yep. jason hill sent a picture today he was up in the mountains somewhere it is vacation season i tell you it is the phillips are out there catching dinner every night that is that's a good li- that's good living right there it's great living where's jason hill there in colorado i don't know I just he just sent a picture up in the mountains. Man, Avery's a long way away from Jonas. <laughs> I mean, who knows? Maybe they're there together. It's possible, but you know, distance can only make the heart grow fonder. <laughs> so <laughs> true. So true. <laughs> yeah, especially at that age, man. Got racking up a cell phone bill. I bet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when you had to pay for minutes? Oh, yes. And data. 
Yeah, I should say, Jonas, I have confession here. I'm speaking from experience yeah. on this. Okay, so we've all been there, buddy. Hey, we forgot to uh, talk about what's in our glass. Oh, yeah. Always part of the intro. Something delicious to drink tonight. We have Alberta Premium Cask Strength Rye. Hmm. Winner of Quadruple Gold in the San Francisco Spirits Competition. No kidding. Could be single. Could be double gold. It was a number of golds. Could be <laughs> singular. Irrelevant. <laughs> <laughs> Could be silver for all I know. But I'm pretty sure it was gold. Uh, they talked a big game about it. You know, I, I don't have anything to complain about it, really. Mm-mm. Except one thing. What's that? It's a screw cap. Ooh. No sound bites tonight. No sound bites tonight. Yeah. Maybe, uh, maybe RD, chief editor, can put in a couple sound bites for us. Yeah, swoop in some good ones. A couple drops. Boom! Cut me out. Is this live? Yeah, we're going to need that because twist off game is struggle bus. Weak. Yeah. Weak sauce. Um, this is good. It's easy drinking, man. It's pretty easy drinking. So we've got, I, you know, we were trying to pin down some tasting notes earlier. I thought we had a little bit of sweetness yeah. on the nose, a little bit of mintiness. Yeah, you said that. I'm trying to dig that out. Get that mint out of there. Mm. I also get some good nuttiness in there, a little honey. Definitely get the sweet. Um... Not not too bad, not too uh, ethanol-y, a little bit. Mm-mm, no burn. Not a long finish, though. Yeah, I think that's what makes it easy for me. I, I think I might like that feature. Okay. Just keep coming back to it. Yeah. Just keep picking it up. <laughs> I would recommend it if you're a rye guy. We have some public apologies uh, that we just... Mm. This is very disappointing because this is not what we're about. We shouted out our senior swimmers on the 2021 BW Blue Wave. Mm -hmm. And we forgot two of them. Uh, We shouted out the five guys before, but there was actually seven seniors. And then the super senior, Jules Hayes, we forgot Lane Dady. And Devin Washington. Congratulations, boys. Thank you for all you've done for the B-Dub. All the memories. Sorry that we forgot you. Apparently, you guys weren't there at the closing um, end-of-season party. And so, uh, apologies. Public apology. Do we have any other public apologies? I don't know. We could. It's probably... There's probably something else that we need to apologize for. Probably multiple things. And I just can't think of it in this moment, which means that it, we're just going to kick that can down the road. Just kick it on down. That's what that means. We have a... No, sorry about that, boys. Uh, we won't let that happen again. Yeah. To to y'all, specifically, in the senior announcements. <laughs> That's right. 100% agree. <laughs> Never again. Um... We got a social media update for you guys here. Um, Big time. Yeah. W- our IG following is out of control. It's blowing up. 
it is blowing up. The numbers are outrageous. I mean, we're talking getting close to 100 on yeah. the follow train. Which, I, have you checked our stats yet or lately? No, I haven't. You know, I feel like, like with all these, I, we might have more IG followers than we do listeners. Yeah. Oh, 100%. And, you know, I've noticed that the IG thing has really, you know, upticked the, uh, the younger, younger listener audience. Yeah. I was talking to Matt Dugan just the other night at the pool. You were up there. Um, and uh, I asked him if he listened to the podcast, and he said no, which was what? which was totally offensive, by the way. <clears throat> but he said that uh, Catherine listens to the podcast and keeps me informed. Well, thank you so, very much, Catherine. Yeah, shout out Catherine Dugan for giving us some love. Okay, anti shout out Matt Dugan. Yeah, we got to come up with a better word than anti shout out. Yeah, we got to come up with something that's like a. It's not really our brand to, you know, kind of retract shout-outs or whatever it is. But uh, whatever that is, we, you know, Matt mm. Dugan, come on, man. I mean, you're, you're right across the street from me, man. I've told you about the podcast like 10 times. Shout in, Matt Dugan? <laughs> that could be it. That could be it. We'll continue to source that. Yeah. Um, put put something in our DMs if you got any. Yeah, it doesn't have to be DMs. Put it right in our comments. Yeah, right in the comments. And speaking of DMs, kind of a big deal. Yeah, absolutely a big deal. Coach Huddy Murray, after last week's episode entitled "Shout Out Huddy Murray." First of all, for those of you who don't know, she is on Instagram, mm-hmm. and. She slid into our DMs. Slid right in there. Slid right in there, gave us some love briefly, and then made sure that we knew we needed to issue a public apology yeah. for <laughs> Lane and Devin. So, shout uh, out, Huddy. Shout out, Huddy. Appreciate Huddie, that. As always, slid into our DMs. I mean, I just felt, I felt like famous at that point. I like how she put follower in quotations. Yeah, I'm a follower. <laughs> Not sure what that means, but yeah, you know, we'll take it. I was so excited that I was just reading a comment from her that I didn't really evaluate that part of it. But that's all right. Hopefully, it wasn't a one-off listen for her. Hopefully, and she, she didn't continues. unfollow right after she slid in her DMs to <laughs> yeah. tell us we needed to apologize. <laughs> it's possible. It's possible. No, I hope not, though. Of course, she didn't do that. No way. Um, Last thing about our social media update, though, um, we have, because our podcast is blowing up out of control and we can't control it, it's no surprise that we have slid all the way across the Atlantic Ocean into Europe. Right across the pond. We now have a listener in España. Isabella. Is over there listening to our podcast. Shout out Isa. Um, Kike in Mexico. Meet Isabella in España. I feel like they might be a good match. It's possible. What's the latest uh, dating app that people are using? Bumble? I don't know. Tinder's, Tinder's out, right? Vouch. Vouch? <laughs> That's not even real. I, I, I've heard of it. 
<laughs> There's probably others, right? There's no telling how many there are out there now. Rumble. Could you imagine having a dating app when you were in college? Oh, no. I mean, I could, I could imagine it. I mean, we actually had to go talk to people face to face. Yeah. Like I wasn't. We were. I was literally meeting no girls unless <laughs> I walked up to them and talked to them. That's right. Huh? What a world we live in these days. You just tender them or just bumble them. It's crazy. Or you just vouch them. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, Isabella and Kike, shout out to you guys. Thanks for holding strong, listening. Do they have Instagram over there in Spain? Um, can I, I'm going to say Instagram's global at this point. I, I'm just hoping she'll, you know, reach out to us. Yeah. Um, you know, give us a few updates. Slide into our deems. Let her know what part of Spain she's in. Yeah. Is she up in Barcelona? <laughs> or is she down in Sevilla? Or Madrid? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I studied abroad in Spain. I've been there. Okay. Um, continuing on with the BW News. <laughs> i tell you what, man. I don't know if you received this phone call from the Austin Public Health Department on Saturday. I sure did. But I got a phone call from the Austin Public Health Department, and they left a voicemail and told me that basically COVID was back. And, of course, I had a slight internal panic attack. Um, We all know that the Delta variant is spreading. Thankfully, it is a mutation, which is not quite as strong as the original and we've got a lot of immunity in our society now but no surprise that i got that voicemail and then guess who surfaces that very night yeah i kind of i kind of had a feeling she was going to show back up covita the corona queen was out and about what do you think it is? I mean, I, that makes her shine during these times. <laughs> I have no idea, but her hair was out of control. Yeah. Much like mine was. Yeah, used to be. By the way, your ears look two inches lower. <laughs> I meant to talk about that straight off the top, but uh, the summer shag is out. It's gone. It's gone. It's gone. I really thought you were trying to get on uh, Kale and and Gunner and Nash and T Truss's level. I was, I yeah. was. You were he- you were headed there. I was trying, but uh, you know, it just didn't work out for me. I couldn't pull it off. Well, um, Covita, our neighborhood queen, was out and about. Apparently on Saturday night, I believe I woke up Sunday to the the photos of her popping popcorn (laughs) in Charles Abernathy's front yard. I couldn't believe it. It looked like pretty decent popcorn. It did. I mean, it was a little messy. She there was it was a little bit on the sidewalk. It was kind of like everywhere. Where do you think she got that machine? I don't know. It was one of these old timer. Oh, Back to the Future. Straight out of 1979. Yeah, old school, like something you would see in a in a movie theater. But it was like a mini. It was. It was a tiny one. Like just her size. 
And there she was, dude, just just wild, crazy beach hair. Like she had just gotten back from the beach or something. And I she bet had she a, did. She had that Hawaiian lay around her neck. Yep. And, and she was hanging out at Abernathy's. I wonder what Charles did with all that stuff, because I... I saw the photos and then I drove by there later in the day and everything was gone. It was quickly picked up by Charles. He just, which is which is kind of curious, right? Yeah, we'll have to see uh, if Charles and Covita hang out anytime soon. <laughs> we will. He might have his hands on Covita, <laughs> and uh, she might make an appearance near you. Keep your eyes peeled. Yeah, we're going to have to uh, be on the lookout for Covita. Yes. Um, no sign of the toilet bandit. Last we saw him, there was a snake coming out of it over at Mendenhall's, and then that toilet vanished. I've been looking for that, actually. Out of thin I've been air. Going, I've been driving around, trying to gather some evidence, look around on people's side yards peeking over people's fences every now and again. Checking the dumpsters. Checking all the dumpsters in the neighborhood. There's lots of roll-offs and uh, no toilets. None. So he's good at what he does. Or she. Or she. That's a good point. We have been pretty gender-specific about the Toilet Bandit and Mm. public apologies to the Toilet Bandit. Very well could be a girl. Very well could be. Very well could be a, a teenage girl. Yeah. 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 You well, never. You never know. You know. You never know when uh, the toilet ban is gonna s- strike again, and uh, you know who knows. Maybe the toilet bandit and Covita team up. Maybe they pull something off together. There's a lot going on in the neighborhood. It is prank season, and you know, get those cameras charged up. We appreciate everybody sending us these pictures. Yeah, we need all the evidence that we can get because we haven't been able to afford the PI yet. But uh we probably need to talk to Kara Morris. Kara 100%, 100% Kara Morris that. seems to know everything. She has got her what's the saying? Ear to the grindstone. Yeah. She's got that going on. And yeah, I think maybe we should probably just have a 20-minute phone call with her before every show. You think we could get her on a hot mic? We should get her on a hot mic. That'd be so fun. Some East Texas twang. Last time we had East Texas twang in here, it didn't disappoint. It's true. <laughs> she does know everything that's going on, though. It's because everyone loves her. Yep. They tell her all their secrets. Everybody just but loves feel, talking to her. I kind of feel like we're kind of like outing our future PI right now, though. Like, mm-hmm. people are going to stop feeding her the information. It's true. Yeah. Maybe we need to edit that out. Yeah, we might need to edit that out. We might have just blown our cover. Yes, get those cameras charged up and try and catch these fools. If you, if you, if you catch them, video them. Video them. We, that, need, we need to know what's going on. That's another public apology I need to issue. I said on the last pod that I was going to gift Eric Calder some batteries. Yeah. See, this is... And this for is, his birthday. This is what happens when the whiskey's too good. Yeah. And I didn't. No. That's on me. Yeah. Sorry, Eric. Um, we will get you those double A's, and uh, 
I know I know your fam was disappointed to not have a massive box on your uh, doorstep when you got home. Little update on the show goats. Well, first of all, did we ever find out if they were show goats? No. Did you ever go down there and talk to them? No. The goats are gone. I'm not sure where they we're went. Positive. Well, we're they not. They could have just put muzzles on them. They, there's a chance they put muzzles on them. There's a chance that a angry neighbor, neighbor stole them and set them free into the wild. Or put a silencer on a twenty-two. That's very possible, too. Um, you never know. We might never know. But all signs point to the, the show goats being gone. I wonder, though, if we can get an update on the show goats. Where'd they go? How many shows have they done? <laughs> Are they drawing a big crowd? <laughs> Man, that is a great question. And we need answers to that question, 100%. So if you know the folks with the goats, um, maybe just knock on their door. Ask them really nicely, like, hey, you know, I used to wake up to goats every day. I don't anymore. <laughs> what happened to them? Are they show goats? Um, anyways, that's our that's all we got on the on the goat update right now. Big time news shout out in the hood to our boy Travis Schrader. Speaking of the goats, um, yeah, good point. Travis was not a huge fan of the goats. I'll tell you what he is a huge fan of is being a dominant human being and attempting things that normal human beings don't attempt. For those of you who don't know, Travis Schrader on Saturday morning, this past Saturday morning, that would be 724, a ultra marathon in the mountains in Utah. Okay. This is 50k run. It's 32 it's 31 miles, but I'm just going to read these details. For you, Travis Schrader on Saturday morning goes out 6.30 a.m. in a race. Just your casual 32.76 mile run. Wow. Um, just, your, just your basic 9 hour and 39 minute run. Um, Unbelievable. Just, just a typical 10,436 feet of elevation gain. What? And 4,093 calories burned. What possesses him to do that? The guy is an animal. I could not, I could not do that. Not even close. I could probably do it. <laughs> I mean, the mental toughness that it takes to do something like that is... Incredible. I mean, the physical endurance. I know he's been training over in these hills and great hills, and um, the running. The guys who who run in this neighborhood, we have a little running group, and we follow each other on the Strava app, so you can see what everybody's doing. And so we all knew that he was training for this, and we were pumping him up uh, even during the race, which was really awesome to see the community kind of rally around Travis and 
root him on. He was getting those messages, you know, probably on his watch while he's running. Um, but he's over here training in Great Hills, you know, switchbacks up and down massive hills, getting ready for this. But I don't know that you could possibly get ready for something like that. Yeah, what? I, I mean, mean 10,500 feet of elevation it, over nine and a half hours. I, I mean, we've been messaging a little bit, and it sounds like his muscles are just... Uh, he said, jo- update, he said, joints are okay, muscles are just thrashed, which I can imagine. Uh, big shout out to you, Travis. Incredible accomplishment. Some would say pure insanity. I would say you're just a total badass. And um, that's just like ultimate trump card that you can just play on pretty much most dudes. Yeah, way to go, man. That's that's just incredible. Yes, and totally worthy of the shout-out. You guys have a safe trip home. Not sure when y'all are coming back, but um, safe travels. And that is freaking awesome that you did that. And then we also got to shout-out our swimmers. They were at the state championships this weekend for the Texas Age Group Swimming. That's the 14 and under. Tags. Um, swim meet. Tags. Swim meet. And the Balcones Woods Blue Wave had ZJ Hayes there, Hadley Dodson there, and Carissa Higgs there swimming for um, Nitro and Waterloo. Nitro takes second overall, I believe, in the team, and Waterloo third. So ZJ was part of a relay team that took third in state, which is amazing. Carissa made state uh, finals in the 100 back. She got 14th in state for age group. Incredible. Congrats, Carissa. And she was part of the 5th place 400 free relay team. And we said that Nitro Club finished second in the state. Yep. But, man, we've given her so much love, and she is our swim team correspondent. She just keeps going. We are we are trucking along. Gushing with pride over here because Hadley Dodson... Making things happen. State champion in the 200-meter back. Baller. Way to go, Hadley. That is absolutely incredible. Um, And second place in the 100 back, and we had the live stream of that going. You and I were watching it, and we didn't... I mean, they didn't give you the results on the live stream, right? So it was just like... We're, I'm watching it. She's, I think she has it, but she's in lane seven, right? And the other girl who actually ended up winning at the touch was in like lane two or yeah, one. So they I were on so. opposite sides of the pool. Right. It and was so close. I thought, I thought she, she had, had it. it. I thought she had it from, you know, you know, whatever, 25 feet out or whatever. I was like, she's got it. She's, she's got, got it. it. And it was something like 0.17 seconds different yeah i can't even believe it was that much because i'm sitting on a couch at my brother's house with all three of my girls and all of their cousins and we're all watching this on my tiny little cell phone oh really and we're all like celebrating because um we were sure she won and then you know how it showed the scoreboard and it was like a blank scoreboard and it had like first through eighth and i'm like 
who won? Yeah. Like, they didn't put the names up there, and then all of a sudden, Richard sends a text that just says, so close. I know. And I was like, no. I couldn't believe it. But... But Personal record, um, I think in both of yeah, those but that events. Was, yeah, so that was a that was a PR in that race in the hundred. So uh, she she takes shaved off like seven seconds or something. She like that. She takes silver in that one, and state champion in the two hundred. I mean, way to go, girl! That yeah, is awesome. Super proud of you. Congratulations. She, she make she made futures cuts, um, in both of those. So that means that. I don't know if it's this year or it must be this year, right? I don't know when it is, but they go to the next level up, and it's on the national stage. Yeah, I think they'll be doing some um, some traveling in the near future to do get in on some of that. So that's it for Hadley and ZJ though on the tags. They they're they've aged out of that now, so they'll they'll move on to some bigger bigger competitions and can't wait to watch them in the future and carissa man sky's the limit for that girl yeah 10 years old she is big balling pretty awesome yes love tracking our swimmers again said this last time on the podcast let us know anything that your kids are doing out there we want to hype them up and especially if they are listening to this we certainly want to shout them out um we've been following these swim meets so we know what's going on there but we don't know what's going on in everyone's world, but we have awesome, awesome families and awesome kids in this neighborhood, and we want to celebrate everything y'all are doing. We have some upcoming events in the neighborhood that we would like to highlight and make everyone aware of. So sign up for Camp All-Star next week, August 2nd through 6th. Get your kids in that. Um, it's going to be tons of fun, as always. We've got the Derby Build Day, the Derby Car Races, on the 31st. That's this coming Saturday. And the race day will be August 14th in the morning. So, Build Day this Saturday, the 31st, and then two weeks later, we'll have the race day. Uh, the weekend before school starts, that Saturday in the morning. And then in the evening, there will be a pride parade that people have been uh, organizing. And that's going to be happening later in the evening yep. on the same day as the derby races. So um, shout out to all the organizers of those things who are, you know, just moving and shaking in the hood. Love it. Getting things done. And um, we never found out who's hosting the book club. Or the wine club. We were probably we were supposed to do that this week, but I haven't seen. I figured they would have announced it on Town Square if they found anybody. But yeah, the last significant date coming up is Friday, August thirteenth. Uh, adult only pool night, the final one of the year, and we're just going to speak that into existence, even though it may not be fully confirmed. We're just going to. We're just going to speak that into truth. That's what it was. I told Peggy the other day, I said, man, August, Friday 13th, we've got something going on. Couldn't remember what it was. Yes. So youngsters, lifeguards, get your playlist game together. Start asking questions around the hood. You've got like, you've got like three weeks to figure out the ultimate playlist for a four-hour adult-only pool night. Okay? Mm. So 
make it happen. All right. There you go. Also, I heard through the grapevine that um, some of the lifeguards would like to get some more hours Ooh. up at the pool. This was a great and, idea. Who had this idea? Um, was this Brett Stevenson? No, it was me. <laughs> <laughs> it was a, it was a hundred percent you, but uh, you know, fantastic idea. Maybe one of the best I've ever had. Yeah, fire it off. For any of the lifeguards looking to get more hours, they need to reach out to us so we can put something together where, you know, it's y'all just kind of watch watch our kids up at the pool. That's right. Then we'll leave it at that. Details can be worked out, but look. Just a little one-on-one lifeguarding. little, you know, insider pro tip to all of the responsible high school kids out there parents want babysitters all the time all the time and the and and they'll pay and they and and parents have money yeah everybody's venmo accounts are just flush i don't even know where <laughs> i i don't even know where the venmo money comes from it's like fake money it's like monopoly money i mean literally any of you guys out there lifeguards if you just walk up to me at the pool and you're like, hey, listen, I want to get an extra hour. Can I, like, watch your kids? I'll be like, what's your Venmo? <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much how that deal's going down. Uh, remind me, though, I need to get 10 bucks over to Eli. Okay. Oh, that's right. I We were sitting in the pool the other day, Saturday. Oh, quintessential B-Dub pool night. It was great. It was great, and we were sitting there, and it was Adult Swim, and it was quiet, and it was beautiful, and I turned to Eli, who was lifeguarding, and I said, hey, I'll pay you 20 bucks right now to extend Adult Swim by 10 minutes, <laughs> and he goes, he goes, hey, man, I can only get you five, but I'll do it for 10 I'll take the ten bucks, but I can only give you five minutes. That was a and I said deal. Yes, and he did it. And he did it. We got that five minutes. I think so I, fin- I, I think I finished bucks. my Bud Light in that five minutes. Man, Saturday was a great night at the pool. Bemo had that grill going. He just was an absolute hero he, that day. He called me. We it was four o'clock in the afternoon, I think, and I you know I don't ever. I'm never by my phone at the pool. And yeah. It was just, it was just magic that I happened to be sitting there as my phone was ringing, and I answered. It's Bimo, and you know I told him you guys were up there, Stevenson's. You know, um, uh, Gibson had his boys up there, and I said, "Yeah, man, Campbell's up here with me and my girls. Come on up." And he goes, "Hey, how many families are up there?" And he goes, I'm going to bring some burgers and dogs. I was like, all right, dude, there's like 22 kids, you know? And he's like, I got it, I got it. And sure enough, dude, he shows up with a cooler full of burgers and dogs and poppers and, you know. Just clutch. Dano's down in Port A, and here comes BMO. Yeah. Just sliding into the grill. 
yep, man in it. so clutch. Fed basically everyone at the pool. We had leftovers for everyone. Barnes family. Yep. Everybody got fed, man. Yeah, and, that was great. And then we just shut that thing down. We just took it straight into the evening. Mm-hmm. Little diving board contest. We got our adult swims extended. Yeah. Dugan and Bemo were battling it out on the diving board. God. It was beautiful. And it was the night was perfect. Yeah. Matt Dugan will never turn down a challenge. <laughs> he saw Bemo up there and he was like, okay, I'm taking my shirt off. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty awesome. That was awesome. And that's all we got for this week in the BW News. If you're interested in hearing B&I's hot takes on all the bombshell news in the sports world, including Texas Longhorns, Oklahoma Sooners joining the SEC, stay tuned. The sports episode starts right now. Oh my gosh, we're so scared of the Longhorns. I'll tell you what, I am very excited to talk about some sports. I haven't gotten to do this in a while, but we have some hot topics coming out of the sports world. Yep. And it's almost too much content. Like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to harness myself (laughs) right now. And so, if, like, just hold your hand up like a giant stop sign. If I'm talking way too much, okay? We got major, major breaking news in the sports world, in the city of Austin in particular. The University of Texas and Oklahoma University appear to be headed to the Southeastern Conference. Yep. And... It's well documented on this show that I am an Aggie, and initially, this news does not thrill me. I don't know how you feel. I know you're mostly Buffalo Bill over there, and you're like 10% Aggie, but... Yeah, I am also an Aggie, uh, but, you know, I'm a 10%er. But it, you know, I do care. Yeah. I just don't like to... I just don't like to, you know, let on that I care too much. Yeah. But anyway, um, it didn't didn't make me happy either. Um, you know, I'm sure you have many, many, many more details than I do, but the whole college football thing, and I don't want to get into it too much, just kind of makes me mad. It's, it's just a, it's like a money play. It's, everything is... You know, and revolves around the money, and and that's what this is. Um, and I sent you that article, probably a little too late, but you know, read that and tell me what you think. Yes, but it's it. You know, it basically said that this has been a plan of ESPNs for years um, because they're trying to make up for the Longhorn Network and just trying to own all of the college football. Yeah, I mean their their live live sporting events are the cash cow in television. And they own college football now. I mean, 
this I a hundred percent this deal was going down when the SEC was negotiating their new media rights deal, breaking away from CBS, partnering with ESPN. This is a soft landing place for the Longhorn Network to rebrand into something else. SEC, uh, you know, of course, the Longhorn Network's been great for the Longhorns. They they keep getting paid. Not great for the uh, ESPN because no one watches that um, except for the big, the massive alumni base of UT. But um, this is a landing place for there. They can rebrand it or just fold it into the SEC Network. Yeah, that's and, what they'll do. And of course, this strengthens the SEC. Uh, and there, there is good that comes from this. Don't, don't get me wrong. I mean, as an Aggie, I'm not ashamed to say that I don't like it because A and M having the SEC brand was a strategic advantage. Yeah. I mean, and, and, uh, and whether Longhorn fans want to admit that or not, I mean, uh, deep down inside, you can't, you can't deny 100%. that. hundred percent on on Saturdays in the fall, you we've got. Auburn and Alabama and LSU and Florida and Tennessee coming to town and uh, you know 90 miles away they're playing Iowa State and Kansas State and Baylor and Texas Tech and it, it's it's not it doesn't dr- draw eyeballs it doesn't move the meter it doesn't even really make you want to go buy a ticket yeah. right and so um, we had that affiliation and it was giving us a strategic advantage it was giving us a, an advantage in the national landscape. It was giving us advantage in recruiting. It was giving us an advantage to attract um, the coach that we currently have. And so, you know, at the end of the day, like this is not good for AM, but we're not the same, you know, program that we were 10 years ago. So we did kind of reap the reward of this deal, but we're going to have to, you know, try to try to sustain it now with Oklahoma and Texas in there. But the good side of this for everyone, all college football fans, Aggies included, is you're going to have incredible games, and that has been that has been like, you know, we could, I could argue with people for days about college football and what's perfect and what's not, but college football is almost perfect to me. It's there's so many teams that. Whether or not they actually have a chance of winning a national championship, they feel like they have a chance of winning a national championship. And so the Cincinnati's last year who were trying to run the table and get into that final four, they they're, they have that hope, right? Well, the SEC is now going to become so powerful that there is no hope for teams like that anymore, even in an expanded playoff. Some people may disagree with that, but... I think the SEC adding Oklahoma and Texas severely weakens the ACC, severely weakens the Pac-12, and even severely weakens the Big Ten. Because it's not even the same product anymore. Yeah. It's it's going to be there everyone is going to want to play in that league and right. i don't think they're done expanding i don't think the other conferences are done expanding i think we're this is the first domino of many and listen texas is doing the right thing i'm not i'm not saying they're doing the wrong thing it is a strategically smart move no absolutely and and, and the sec commissioner aggies are furious with the sec commissioner right because there's all of these other schools who are who are 
They are the only SEC team in their state. And, you know, South Carolina doesn't want Clemson in. Georgia doesn't want Georgia Tech in. Florida doesn't want Florida State in. And Kentucky doesn't want Louisville in. And Greg Sankey, the commissioner of the SEC, gets approached with this deal. And his job is to be the CEO of the Southeastern Conference. And, I mean, this is a smash deal. Yeah. You're about, you're about to be to go to every you're about to go to every single one of your partners in your league and be able to say we're going to make you 5x what you just got. And no one's going to say no to that. And right. so to your point earlier, like this is what it's become about. It's become about monetizing it. We can maybe get into this on another pod, but this comes on the heels of this name image likeness thing, which is a huge, you know, boon for collegiate athletes being able to monetize you know, their name, image, and likeness, finally. And this has been coming for a long time. It, you know, everybody thinks this is going to just open the floodgates for corruption and who's going to police this and blah, blah, blah. And my opinion is, like, that's a part of the problem is that people think that you have to police this. Like, this is a free market society. Mm-hmm. Like, you shouldn't have to police something like this you are like whatever value you bring to the society you you should be able to monetize that not everybody is going to be able to make as much money as reggie bush could have johnny manzel could have vince young could have not i mean we're talking about a tiny fraction of the people who are going to be able to do that yeah you know but it does have an impact on the future of college sports. And I'm not sure how much I think, you know, the bigger the school, the bigger the brand, the bigger the opportunity and kids are starting to see that. And, and there's, there's plenty of starving programs out there um, like Texas and Michigan and Penn state and USC who've got the deep pockets and the, the desire to win big time. And, you know, so maybe we'll start to, I think we'll start to see a little bit of a distribution of talent, you know, to some of these bigger schools because they'll have an opportunity to go, you know, partner with some of their, like, branding departments and and make themselves some money before they get to the NFL. Because a lot of them, let's be honest, they won't make it to the NFL. Yeah. You know? And right now you've got this massive consolidation of talent at Alabama, Clemson, and Ohio State because they're pumping people into the NFL. And they're getting overdrafted because they go come out of those schools. Sure. So um, this might be the time where you have to throw the hand up and tell me to stop. <laughs> <laughs> you know, of course I hate losing our strategic advantage to Texas, you know, with us being a part of the SEC and then being a part of basically a weaker conference, p- putting a weaker product on the field. Of course I'm disappointed about that, but I am thrilled to get the game back. I have always 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 been pro let's play this game every year even if we're not in the same conference you know there's tons of precedent for that people do it all the time i grew up watching that game like it's my kids have never seen that game yeah and that that makes me super sad that you know here they are growing up in austin they know that we're aggies and and the longhorns are our bitter rivals and 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 it and they also like have never seen the two football teams play. Like, right. That's just weird to me. So getting the game back is going to be 10 out of 10. I mean, could you imagine being a TCU football fan right now? 
Like no, I mean, you're devastated. you're you're in purgatory for the next four years right now, and you you've got a legendary coach. They've already got his statue up there. He's going to leave. He's not going to stay there. And I mean, well, Gary Patterson might be old enough where he retires, but like, you have no idea what your future is. If you're a TCU fan, a Baylor fan, a, a Kansas State fan, I mean, Oklahoma State, Texas Tech probably land on their feet but but i mean some of these like baylor's not a small school but it's a private institution you know tcu is a very small school it's not big at all this decision by texas and oklahoma i mean it cripples them and in sports moves the dial so much in universities it's this impacts funding this impacts enrollment this is a bit this is a big deal. Yeah. And there and I'm not saying that you don't just do I'm not saying you don't do right by you, but at the same time, like, there's a reason why some of these legislators are, are, are getting ready to draw up some some stuff to try to get in the way of something like this, which I think inevit- is inevitably fruitless. But it's because it's crippling to these universities. Well that's the thing, right? I mean it's you said you just said it's becoming semi pro. Well, I mean that's that's a big deal. This is totally different than the pros. And a lot of people, though, they hang on to college football and their affiliation with the team as intense as I do and many people do with their pro teams, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. For them, for a lot of people, college football is all they care about. Yeah, they don't watch NFL. Yeah, 100%. I think it's at the end of the day, it's a little bit sad. Like there was really, there, you know, college football. Someone could probably people might, may argue this point and disagree, but it just, I don't think it was necessarily broken. You've sure you've got a dynasty at Alabama and Clemson, and in this college football playoff era, they've kind of dominated some of those spots in o- in Ohio State. But still, every year everybody starts zero zero, and you've got a hundred and. 10 programs in division one football that feel like they have a chance that, that feel like they can get in that playoff and the playoffs expanding too. So that was even, that was even extending their hope of like, we're going from four to 12. So now the Cincinnati's can get in the coastal Carolina can get in, you know, that will give people more hope. I still didn't feel like a lot of these teams had a hope. Yeah. And you know, and, when you drill down, I agree. But but they're playing the game week to week, watching the other games and thinking to themselves, if so-and-so loses sure. one game, if so-and-so loses one game, there's a chance. All hope is gone when you're just in Super League era, in Mega League era. The, and it's, you know, if you don't have a seat at the table in where college football's going... Your football program is in trouble. All right. It is not. That's a, enough about it, college it, football. I've it, never, <laughs> never talked so much about college football in my life. <laughs> You're right. We got to stop talking about this. <laughs> the Olympics are in full swing. Big Hope, time. Hopefully, obviously, everything happens in the middle of the night. But Ugh. set your TV to record all the Olympics and. When you get home from work, dad's out there, sit down on the couch with your kiddos, pop some popcorn, 
and watch those recordings. That's what we're going to do at our house. We love the Olympics. I love the swimming. I love the track and field. I love all the weird events, too, that I'm seeing out there. The handball and the ping pong and the archery. <laughs> yeah. There's, I've watched a couple. I watched a little table tennis the other day. Yes. All kinds of... Um, Skateboarding was cool. Yes. Olympics are in full swing, and we have a medals update. The U.S. has overtaken China in the medal count. 19 medals. There we go. We are tied with Japan uh, in the gold medal count at eight. Host nation showing out. Yeah. Shout out Japan. Two in skateboarding. What? What? Yep. Let's go, Japan. Um, U.S., eight golds, three silvers, eight bronze. Um, followed by China with 18 medals. The ROC. (laughs) (laughs) Pin that. We're going to circle back in 30 seconds. Japan with 13 medals and Great Britain with 10. That's top five right now. And the ROC. We were going through this in our little pre-flight. Pre-flight. And I was like, Beam, what the hell is the ROC? Hey, and you, by, by the way, I've got some grapes here for us. Oh, good. I said, I don't know, dude. Uh, Republic of Congo. <laughs> <laughs> and, I mean, big shout out to them if they're in third, but it's not. It's actually Russia. But can you kind of break down what you what you researched there for us when we were trying to figure out what the heck the ROC is? Yeah, so... It's basically a loophole. Yeah, go figure, right? The, the Russians get banned from the Olympics and then find a loophole to get back in. So I'm going to need some fact-checking here probably. No, that's not <laughs> what we're about. In 2012, maybe 13, the Olympic Committee for Doping banned the uh the russians from the olympics because they had something some crazy number of like 1000 incidents of state encouraged doping uh they had a state encouraged doping program where russia was encouraging doping for their olympic athletes and so the olympic committee banned them from, I think they had some people banned in Rio, and then also uh, they were all banned for the 2020 Olympics in Tokyo. But, oh, we'll just then get, find this loophole where they just changed their name. Yeah. So that's Russian Olympic Committee is what ROC stands for. Yes. And... As long as they don't wear the Russian flag on their uniform, this, they can have Russian colors. They can mm-hmm. be from Russia. Yeah. And they, you know. Basically what they are is they're the Russian spies. <laughs> they're Russian spies. I assume they can't dope, but maybe that's also, they've found a loophole for doping also. <laughs> yeah. No one knows who they are. If you see someone wearing the ROC, just know that they're Russian spies it actually is Russia. Even though Russia is banned from the Olympics, they're still in the Olympics. They're still in the Olympics. They have 335 athletes. 
and they are in the top 10 for the metal count. Yes, and they're totally banned, which is the most 2021 thing ever. ROC third with 14 medals. I'm so glad that we were able to get to the bottom of that and clarify that. Yeah. Swimming, since we've got all our swimmers out there, I just wanted to give you guys a little update here. We got Lydia Jacoby, who won the gold medal at 17 years old in the 100-meter breaststroke. That happened today. This is big time. She is the only athlete in the Olympics from Alaska. No kidding. Yeah. Wow. And she's about to be a freshman at UT. About to be a freshman at the University of Texas, Lydia Jacoby, 100-meter breaststroke, gold medal, That's 17 big time baller years right there. old. Um, Chase Kalish, not sure if you say that name right, um, gold medal, 400 IM. Uh, the men took the gold in the 400-meter IM relay. And our girl, Katie Ledecky, superstar swimmer, uh, she took a silver in the 400 free, but she got gold and an Olympic record in the 1500 free. She cannot be stopped in the 1500 distance free. 1500 free. Yes. That's a long way. Yes. That is a mile. And she is dominant. We, in the team sports, got a little full glass of humility. Unbelievable. Um, the United States men's basketball team, led by uh, Kevin Durant and Damian Lillard, Draymond Green and company, lost to France. What were they doing? I have no idea. I have no idea. Maybe I, the game was in the middle of the night, and I didn't see any of it, but... Maybe they were just trying to throw alley-oops the whole game. I mean, I watched the first part of it, and then I was like, eh, why am I watching this? They're, they're going to de- destroy these guys. <laughs> and they had the lead. I think it was 18-11 when I switched the channel. Yeah. I was like, I'm not watching this. Yeah. And then sure enough, they lose. Man. So, I mean, the world has caught up to the USA in basketball. But you know what? It doesn't surprise me when you have... KD, like having it, what seemed to be a pretty serious talk with Damian Lillard. I think it was Lillard when KD hit a three during warm up and Lillard grabbed his rebound, didn't cash it, and started working on his ball handling. <laughs> and KD no one like- took offense to that and went over to him and like, and then tweeted it out. It's like, are you kidding me right now? Hey, no one likes when people don't give them their change, man. You got to get your change. I mean, sure, on the playground. <laughs> Aren't, they don't have. See, this is this shooting is a, some people outside another, of the school. This is another COVID casualty. Is like the ball boys. They probably didn't get to bring ball boys. Damian Lillard shouldn't be rebounding Kevin Durant's makes. That's that true. should be ball boys. When you get to the NBA, you forget the etiquette of rebounding yeah. Lillard just sees a ball and he's like oh that's mine <laughs> like I don't rebound for anybody that's probably part of the problem that's probably why we lost actually yeah, because well, they don't have the ball boys over there yeah so uh, also did you see the ball 
No. Super weird ball oh, looking ball. I hate weird balls. Balls are supposed to be the, the balls are supposed to be orange, like normal basketballs. I hate multicolored basketballs. I hate, yeah. literally hate it. It just looks super weird. It looks weird, and I'm sure it affects our guys. There are different rules. Did you know there's different rules in the Olympic for Oh yeah. yeah. Definitely. It's a different game. They've they've got I mean, Coach K, you know, he was running the USA basketball for a while and but I do think Pop was on the bench. Uh as an assistant with him, but he he had the international stuff figured out, and uh, he had a plan, and it started working. And the the world has caught up to the USA in basketball, and you know, since two thousand four when they won bronze, they've won the gold medal in two thousand eight, twelve, and sixteen. But they actually, I might have to fact check that two thousand eight, but I know they've won the last two. And what they learned is they have to win it with defense because there's NBA players on these other teams. I mean, France has Rudy Gobert, Evan Fournier. They've, they've got Frank Nilakina, who rides the pine for them. I mean, they've got NBA players on their teams, and they've got to win it with defense. It's got to be swarming defense because their offense is not going to be cohesive. They, they, they barely play together. So I've always said they need to put the best shooters in the world on that team and then just a bunch of freak defensive players, which is kind of what they have. I mean, Kevin Durant, Damian Lillard, like they, uh, you know, they just got Chris Middleton there. They, they've got some sharpshooters, and they're going to have to drain threes if they want to win this thing because they're. It's not going to be a walk in the park. They're going to have to grind big time. The U.S. women, though, maybe even a bigger upset. United States women's soccer team lost their opening match, but the Olympics are off and running, and. It's exciting. Hopefully, you get some good family time watching that stuff. I know my family does. Do you have... Uh, are you about to move on? Go ahead. Uh, we had just a couple um, interesting things in the world of golf um, when it comes to the Olympics. Um, oh, yeah. I didn't even have this in my notes, so I'm glad you brought this up. Yeah, just worth noting. You know, Bryson DeChambeau, test positive. Patrick Reed's taking over for him. Captain America. <laughs> um, the two most hateable guys on tour. Yeah. Sub one for the other. And the, But maybe the biggest story was John Rahm. John Rahm tested positive again for COVID. Yes. And, you know, you start... Second, to, po- second positive test in two months. Two months apart. I don't really like talking about COVID. <laughs> <laughs> It's not really our brand. No, I just, I, I just, it was super interesting and weird to to hear that happen. Yes. So also, the Milwaukee Bucks won the NBA Finals, and you have got to love Giannis Antetokounmpo. I mean, you just have to love the guy. He drops fifty. They go down. First of all, they went down two games and none to the Suns. They look dead and dead to rights. Yep. They come back and win the next four games. Um, Giannis drops fifty in Game Six, the clincher, in his home stadium, and they win the NBA Finals. Champagne baths. Giannis, the team he was drafted for. The team that they built around him, they did it the hard way, right? Not the super 
super team way. Yeah. And I love that so much. Both of these oh, teams, yeah, the Suns sure. and the Bucks, just traditionally built teams. They've got you have to have a star player. Of course you have to have a star player. They have their star. It's Giannis. He's so extremely likable. And my favorite thing, he drops fifty in game six. And then later that night he goes to Chick-fil-A and gets fifty chicken biscuits. That's amazing. <laughs> That made me so happy when I saw that. He goes and orders 50 chicken biscuits. Could you imagine being the the cashier on that deal? Well, I hope she knew who he was. I think if you search the internet, he's he's like, someone was videoing him in the car doing that, or he was videoing himself or something, and her reaction's pretty great. She did know who he was, and she was blown away. It was awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, 50 chicken biscuits. That's amazing. I wonder who got those. I wish I could have gotten one of those. Um, speaking of the Open, we brief we briefly touched on this last week, but Colin Morikawa has played eight majors in his life. Big baller. And he has won two of them. PGA yeah. Championship in 2020, Open Championship. That kid has so much game. He's 24 years old. And the sky is the limit. He can pretty much do it all. He's steady in all three phases. Yeah, absolutely. It's pretty amazing to see. I mean, we talked about, you know, what will be interesting is, um, you know, Brooks Kepka. he had obviously all of this success in his majors um, over the past, you know, few years. But, you know, you've got... Colin Morikawa now, who's super quiet, um, is not making waves like Brooks in the media. Um, Eight majors, he's got two, and and I don't know how many top tens. I'm sure a good good handful of them. Yeah, I mean, he's been... He was in the mix in the U.S. Open this year Um, at Torrey Pines. He... he, We'll have to go back and look at that, but he is showing, you know, the majors are the biggest tests in golf. They're the hardest courses, and it's obviously the toughest fields, and the cream rises to the top on those. Yeah. And because they're mentally and physically demanding, and, and he is regularly showing out in these majors. Obviously, he's won two of them, but we got to go back and look at his finishes because he's up there. He's, he's top 20 in these majors. I mean, yeah. That kid is. I just, I guess I, where I was going with that is that. You know, his game seems more well-rounded than Brooks. When you look at his swing versus Brooks' swing, Brooks' swing is like a very aggressive, just a lot of feel swing. 100%. Yeah. And Morikawa's straight by-the-book technique. um, Yes. and, And the guy has it down, which is... You know, like people are saying, he's, he's the best ball striker since Tiger. So, did I say that on the last pod? No, you told me that off air, and I agree with you. He plays that high fade. It is a thing of beauty, and he just freaking hunts pins, that kid. So, when you pair that with the mental toughness that he has and, you know, I think I even heard like he's being, he's got this, um, I don't know what you call it even. It's like a company that comes in and coaches you on how to build your 
personal brand or or you know there's a number of golfers that have this same company coaching them on interviews how to talk to the media blah 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 was obviously you know polar opposite from brooks who doesn't care about any of that yeah yeah i think you call that a hype man do we need a hype man (laughs) (laughs) maybe so i think actually i think it's bemo (laughs) (laughs) bemo with the banner i think bemo might be our hype man anyway super impressive yes he you're a hundred percent right he is so mild-mannered out there he's not any of you golfers out there you know it's it's like controlling your emotions on a golf course is so important and he is just steady yeah and he's got the game to go with it so he's gonna be awesome for years to come can't wait to see him in the Ryder cup um austin fc two straight losses no goals after our goal explosion um they are sitting in last place right now 13th in the western conference but silver lining only seven points separate 13th place from seventh place which is the final playoff spot so they could go on a run they have 14 or 15 games left they are going to need to string together wins big time if they want to overcome seven points but there's a lot of people jam-packed down there at the bottom in the West. We just happen to be at the very bottom right now because we haven't scored very many goals. Um, we need Musa. Yeah, we got this guy, Musa Jite. I don't know how you say his last name yet. Jite. Jite. Um, we talked earlier on the pod about how we need a striker. We need a true nine, a guy who you can throw the ball to in the box, get the ball at his feet at the top of the box, someone who's a creator, someone who finds the back of the net and he's a big body he's been playing in french french league two i started uh scouting him once we signed him oh really and he's gonna be a big he's gonna make a big impact they'll get, be able to get celio dominguez out of that striker position and back onto the wing which is more of his natural position um come to find out and but we got to get musa in the country <laughs> he yeah. was supposed to be here and able to play in that game versus Seattle on last Thursday. Uh, but we got COVID resurgence or something. I don't know what's I, going on. It might even be visa-related. I have no idea. It seemed like it was visa-related I because they said he's having trouble getting into the country where then he will have to quarantine for two weeks. Okay. So it we, seemed we like need, it was visa. We need him. Yeah, we need him. We've got some. We've got a solid midfield. We've got a decent back line. We do not have a goal scorer, and hopefully he's the guy for us. French League Two is a high-powered league. I mean that that's that's European football. If he can score goals over there, he can score goals in the MLS. That's what I'm trying to say. And you were at that game against the Seattle Sounders. I was. And you sent me some photos from Seven Eleven. Mm-hmm. And I was a little bit heartbroken about that. <laughs> Well, I'm not. I don't want to go into so many details about my night. Um, we had some fun times. It started out where me and a couple of buddies were just meeting up. We were going to go. You know, they wanted to see what the tailgating scene looked like down there, or over there at the stadium and around at the breweries and whatnot. We started off 
at uh, Casa Chapala. Love that place. Shout out Casa. Boom. Um, they they never disappoint. No, just sit on the patio. Um, sat on the patio. Ooh, nice. They had eighteen seventy six tequila. I can't I can't back up those numbers, but it was four numbers <laughs> in front of the name. Um, who was there passing out samples? Um, and had a few drinks, and then decided, you know what? Heck, heck with it. We're gonna just get some tickets and head over to the game. Super easy. Went on the uh, the old SeatGeek app and bought two tickets, like just like that. Boom. And they were s- still available. Awesome seats. It worked out perfect and uh, made some friends at the game. Um, That's great to know, by the way, for like all the folks out there listening to this, going, "Oh, it's all those games are sold out. There's yeah. no way I can get in." Like, if you if you get a get a wild hair and you want to take go on a date with your wife or or take one of your kids up there. Absolutely. Day, day of, it sounds like you can make it happen. You can make it happen. There were plenty of tickets available. I mean, and I don't think there's a bad seat in the house. Um, I haven't I haven't uh, explored the entire stadium, but um, I've been on both sides now, and and uh, you know the stadium's awesome, just fantastic. And then afterwards, we we didn't know about this place, but there's a bar that stays open after the game attached to the stadium. So we went up there, had a few beers, met some more friends. Uh, One of our friends had a drum, and he was a a big part of the the Verde supporter section over there. We we pounded on his drum a little bit. (laughs) Love that. Had a great time. I'm so jealous, man. I can't wait to make this happen. We did end up at Seven Eleven, and um, you know, we uh, to get some hot pizza. We were over. We were over at the other Seven Eleven, over yeah. there by the stadium. Oh yeah. And you know, I kind of forgot that they didn't know me in there. <laughs> Jacob wasn't in there. Jacob wasn't in there. <laughs> um, you didn't get the same treatment. No. Didn't no. get the same treatment, and oh, didn't get any pizza as a result of that. So. Anyway, um, we need to do that for sure. Like, like we talked about, we need to get some tickets. We need to just show up on a weeknight and pick a game and, and go. Because it is a great time. Let's make it happen, dude. That's all I got for tonight. Well, I think that was a good episode. That was a good episode. And I'm glad that I got to talk about sports. I know you were feeding for it. I needed it. <laughs> I needed it. It's been it had been a couple weeks, but uh, you know, there's a lot going on, man. All right. Until next time. Episode ten out.